listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. I, I'm just so grateful for the talented uh, people that we have at the mission. We have such an abundance of amazing uh, people that talents run just across the board. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm grateful for each and every one of you. Um, I want Before we jump into the message today, I just wanted to let you know this is... Um, this is a new thing we're doing, um, but it's really exciting. At 3 p.m. on Sundays, uh, we're going to start releasing exclusive Mission Kids content on video, uh, and there will also be downloadable links for you to do things at home as well. Phil uh, Vecchio and Janelle Vecchio, our uh, children's ministry team, have been working so hard behind the scenes to get this done. And so every Sunday at 3 p.m., there's going to be new content dropped on YouTube, um, and the Mission Kids actually have their own YouTube channel. So uh, if you want to subscribe to that channel uh, so that you make sure and get the notifications if you're a parent like I am, like I like my kids have been missing going to Sunday school. And so this is the perfect opportunity uh, for them to continue on and participate in that. But uh, you can visit themissionkids.com and it will take you directly to the YouTube channel for the Mission Kids. And so that content will be posted today at three. And so I just want to say thank you to Phil and Janelle who've been working hard on that. Uh, but today we're going to continue on in our new sermon series that we started last week. Uh, it's called Uncharted. And the reason for the name is because we are living in unprecedented times right now. Uh, I can't remember a period in my life where I was told to stay home by the state. <laughs> um, so I, I just, it's just a crazy time. We're, we're definitely in uncharted waters right now. So we have to find a way forward. And so last week, Ricardo and I had a discussion about uh, faith over fear. Uh, fear is something that a lot of people are experiencing right now about um, this whole coronavirus thing. And, and, uh, but today we're actually going to have a discussion about something else. A lot of people are experiencing, which is isolation and uh, a lot of people out there feeling isolated. I know I have been, um, Ricardo, um, how have you been dealing with all of this, uh, you know, having to stay at home and, you know, so how, how are you doing as you're an extrovert, right? <laughs> I guess I'm a little bit of an ambivert throwing towards extrovert, I think I would say. But um, yeah, so I do need people, definitely. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've found is that um, because I've been so much time at my house, I've been trying to find excuses to leave the house. I don't know if you can relate to that, Jason, but um, uh, I think I like it was. What? Okay, so like Friday, what? Friday. I remember Friday. Uh, my wife had gone to the hospital because she works as a, uh, as a medical resident at the hospital. And so when uh, I was by myself at home with the dogs, 
I had already had dinner. And so I said, you know what? I, I need something sweet after dinner. I need something. And I was just, I was just really, I think, uh, just trying to get out of the house, just trying to find a reason. It's Friday night and I'm still stuck in the house. And so I went and drove around Redlands and Loma Linda and I could find nothing that was open. And so I just drove back, <laughs> but it felt good to be out of the house, you know? So I guess I find myself finding excuses to leave the house. What about you, Pastor Jason? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm like, uh, my wife is working from home. I'm working from home mostly. And, um, you know, we have two boys that are home right now and it's just been nuts. Like it's been just crazy. It's been good and bad. Uh, like it's been fun to have extra time with them and just to get to hang out with my boys. And, and even though my wife is working and I'm working, like we see each other a little more and stuff like that. But I certainly have been climbing the walls for sure. And my boys have been too. Like my wife calls me the king of the quick trip. And, uh, cause I always need to like make a trip here or make a trip there or whatever. And, um, I think I've always been like that, but I mean, yeah, I definitely have come up with a few excuses on, you know, needing to leave the house just to get out and get some fresh air because I have a 13 year old and a 10 year old and a dog and a cat. So our house pretty much smells like a foot, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but yeah, so I think some of the excuses like I've made is like, I went to the store for something that we like, like I made a trip to the store. We didn't really need anything, but I just like needed to go to the store at that moment. Uh, also like uh, one this week I was like, Oh my gosh, I've got to get out of this house. These kids are driving me crazy. And I was just like, I love them, but man, after a while, you know, and, um, and so I was just like, Oh, well I have these mission sweatshirts. Uh, people paid for these. So I probably should, uh, just go deliver them right now and, <laughs> and personally hand deliver them. So, so, <laughs> so I did that. I made all those rounds and stuff and yeah, but I'm definitely feeling like, you know, isolated right now. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it, it, it's a, it's a real struggle for a lot of people right now. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when we talk about isolation today, one thing that we want uh, for people at home to be clear is that we're we're using isolation as something, or referring to isolation as something negative. And so it's important for us to understand the definition of isolation, the way we are contextually using it here today. And so here's how we would define isolation within the context of what we're trying to, to speak. Uh, isolation is a disconnect from God and from others. Let me say that again. Isolation is a disconnect from others, but also from God. Mm -hmm. And so this is something that we obviously are going to address biblically and uh, treat as something negative, right? Uh, Later we will talk about um, how that compares to something else called solitude. Mm -hmm. But definitely isolation, being disconnect from God and from others, is something negative. So Pastor Jason... Uh, I mean, I I think we've obviously kind of hinted at this, but does God want us to be isolated? Man, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, and I would say absolutely not. You know, when, when you think about the creation, uh, story in Genesis, right? You know, God, uh, is there and he, 
you know, speaks forth, um, you know, the sun and the moon. He, he creates, you know, water and dry land and mm. separates the two. And, and, uh, you know, he creates day and night, you know, and, and, and he creates all these animals and he creates man. And you just read this beautiful account of creation. And there's one thing in all of it that God says is not good. And it's at the very end. And it says, God saw that it was not good for man to be alone Mm. because God created man for loving relationship with him and with others. And, and so we were created to be in communion with God and communion with others and other, other folks. And, and so I, I just think absolutely, you know, are we called to, to be alone sometimes. Yeah. But all, but we were made for loving relationship. We were mm. made for communion and, and, uh, yeah. So I would say absolutely not. Mm. Um, and, and I think sometimes when we give in to isolation, like we can sometimes, uh, especially in times like this, where our rhythms are so disrupted, right? Like, I don't know about you, but my daily rhythm is just obliterated right now. Um, I I don't even know what day it is. Is it Sunday? Like, I I don't even like the only reason why I know that is because we have to do this. Right. (laughs) And so, um, so like my, my rhythm is obliterated. And I, I think sometimes when we choose into isolation, when we fall into the trap of isolation, it, it's absolutely not a good thing because it opens us up to all kinds of spiritual attacks, mm. right? Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like I say this more than I say anything else to people, <laughs> to believers specifically, is that isolation is the enemy's number one tool. It's one of his most effective tools because if, if the enemy being the devil can get you a feeling alone, your fear is just going to echo and ricochet around in your own mind. Your anxiety is just going to fear is just going to echo and ricochet around in your emotions, right? If the enemy can get you feeling isolated, it's an open door to all kinds of, of spiritual attacks. And and that's why we have to stay vigilant during this time of staying Mm. connected to God Mm. and staying connected to others. And, and, and first Peter five, eight says it like this, be sober minded. Yes. Be watchful. That's so good. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Mm. And so if we're um, isolated, if we're choosing into isolation right now, uh, separating ourselves from others and God, you know, the devil is ready to pounce in your life, right? He, he's, he's, he's prowling around looking for someone to devour. And I just think, man, like isolation opens the door and makes it really easy for the devil. Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, now that we've defined 
uh, isolation as disconnect from God and from others, it's important to understand that there is definitely a space, especially right now, mm -hmm. that God provides for us to disconnect from others, but not from Him. Mm -hmm. And so there is a difference between the word isolation and the word solitude. So Pastor Jason, how would you explain the difference between solitude, the practice of solitude, and isolation? So solitude is something that we're actually called to as, mm -hmm. as, as believers. Solitude is uh, basically it's being alone with God. Mm -hmm. And uh, you see it through the course of Jesus's life. He, all the time he's, he's going out and seeking solitude. He's getting up early just to be with the father and, and, uh, and, you know, through the darkest, some of the darkest times of his life, Absolutely. you see him constantly going back, going back into solitude. And, and so I, I love what John Mark Comer says about solitude versus isolation. Um, I've been reading his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, because I feel like since we're in this time period where we have to slow down a little bit, um, you know, I should probably get better at it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I've been reading this book and, and there's a uh, paragraph that he writes, um, that compares solitude and isolation. So I want to read this for you. It says this again, solitude is pretty straightforward. It's when you're alone with God and with your own soul for clarification by solitude. I don't mean isolation. Mm -hmm. The two are worlds apart. Solitude is engagement. Isolation is escape. Solitude is safety. Isolation is danger. Mm. Solitude is how you open yourself up to God. Isolation is painting a target on your back for the tempter. Mm. Solitude is when you set aside time to feed and water and nourish your soul. Solitude. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> uh, to let it grow into health and maturity. Isolation is what you crave when you neglect the former. And solitude, as somber as it sounds, is anything but loneliness. In his masterpiece, Celebration of Discipline, Richard Foster wrote, wrote this, loneliness is inner emptiness. Solitude is inner fulfillment. In solitude, we're anything but alone. In fact, that's where many of us feel most in connection to God. And I just feel like that compares solitude and isolation so well. Uh, it just breaks it down. I love it when it says, um, where is it? Um, solitude. Okay, here we go. Uh, solitude is engagement. Isolation is escape. Mm. I am totally guilty of using isolation as escape, as an introvert. Um, I, you know, I tend to isolate myself when things get tough and, and, and it's definitely a form of escape for me. And I've had to recognize that over the last few years, but that's so good. I love that quote in particular. I, uh, the, the part that stood out to me was, as I read here from your quote, um, the lonely, it says loneliness is an inner emptiness. Mm -hmm. 
but solitude is inner fulfillment. Such yeah. a huge difference. And sometimes yeah. we treat the two interchangeably. I think it's important for us to understand that sometimes we use the two interchangeably, but here we want our language to have a specific meaning so that we understand the difference between isolating yourself from others and from God versus now using the opportunity of being in this social distancing world, now using the opportunity to connect with God, Mm -hmm, who's mm -hmm. inviting us into his presence. That's what solitude is all about. And so we must see solitude as that practice that leads to inner fulfillment, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, this emptiness that I feel cannot be, uh, or rather it can be fought at a total extreme by inner fulfillment that is found in God and God alone. Mm -hmm. So what we want to now kind of talk about is first and foremost, how do we seek solitude with God? And and by that again, we mean we should seek God's presence. So what is that all about? Well, three points that I'd like to highlight from the Bible regarding solitude with God. The first one is we should remember that God is available to those who truly seek him. Let me say that again. God is available to those who truly seek him. Psalm 145, 145, verse 18 reads as follows. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. This sounds very familiar to when Jesus says that uh, the, the Father is seeking Uh, believers that will worship in spirit and in truth. See, God is available and he's ready, welcoming Mm -hmm. our approach to him. He wants us to truly seek him. Uh, When you, when you check out the, um, the new, the old Testament, what you find is that consistently in the old Testament, you would find um, uh, God saying, seek my face or the psalmist saying, uh, I, I am seeking your face, show me your face. Moses saying, show me your glory. So God wants people who truly seek him and he will make himself available that way. Uh, second point to make here about seeking God's presence in solitude with him. Seeking his presence is something that we should constantly do. Mm-hmm. It's something we should constantly do because in fact, we are the ones that actually find ourselves constantly drifting away from his presence when we get distracted by the ideas and things and mindsets of the world. Now, think about this in Psalm 105, verse 4, it says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Mm -hmm. This is something that we have to seek continually. It's important to understand that when we talk about God's presence, we're not denying that God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. Right. So when the Bible says seek his presence or draw near to him or seek him, it's talking about a proximity that is not geometric, it is not locational, it is not mapped because he's omnipresent, but rather a manifestation of his glory that is particular to us in which we experience the fulfillment Mm -hmm. that God only can provide. So first thing we saw, God is available to those who truly seek him. And secondly, seek his presence constantly. It's Mm -hmm. something we want to do constantly as we drift out of it, come back to it. And then the third point that we want to highlight here about God's presence is the following. 
God is waiting for you to come into his presence. That's right. He's just waiting, giddy, waiting for you to come into his presence. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Yes. I mean, just think about the... Think about the, 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 just the demeanor of the Father, right? We often think of the demeanor of the sometimes in a religious context, for those that haven't tasted the grace of Jesus, we think as the Father as someone maybe angry and upset with us. But in reality, Jesus died so that that righteous anger could fall upon him. And so the disposition of the father is that of the prodigal father, mm-hmm. right? He is waiting for you. The moment he sees you on the horizon coming, he jets towards you. He yeah. runs to receive you and to embrace you. Right. And so God is waiting for you to come into his presence. When you drift away, just remember as in James 4, 8, even if you've been far away from a, for a while, yeah. In James 4, 8, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you Mm double-minded. What it's basically saying is, look, even if you've been far away, you've been doing things the wrong way, just draw near to God. He'll draw near to you through repentance and humbling. God jets towards us when he sees us in that horizon of coming back to Mm -hmm. him. So let's, let's remember that we, he wants to be found by those who truly seek him he wants us to constantly seek him, and he's waiting for us. He yes. just wants to run towards us the moment we turn towards him. Mm-hmm. That is the type of father that we want to be in his presence. Yeah. Um, and, and so now that we've addressed the difference uh, between isolation and solitude, and we've seen that solitude is something good, it's an opportunity for us to connect with God, Yeah. How do we then now, in the midst of this social distance, Pastor Jason, how do we find creative ways to still remain connected with others? Because we've addressed this uh, vertical relationship, but how do we address the horizontal relationship of connecting with others? Yeah, and so I would just encourage you, um, you know, before we move on to the other relationships, I I would encourage you in this time uh, where our rhythms are disrupted, let's use this time to set a new rhythm, right? Mm. Let, that includes solitude yes. with God. Let's use this time to draw closer to God and to set new rhythms so when things go back to normal, quote unquote, we have new rhythms in place that we can carry over into our our daily life. The, this time is such a great opportunity Mm -hmm. to experience and practice solitude with God. But that's only the first part of the equation. In the beginning, we said, you know, man was created for loving relationship with God and, and with others, right? And so you might be saying like, Jason, like, what the heck, dude? Like, yeah, I know I can be alone with God, but I'm like an extrovert. You know, I, I need people, you know, I need to talk to people, right? And so I think, um, you know, one thing we need to remember in this time is that, you know, the state has asked us to socially distance ourselves, but distance doesn't mean disconnecting, Mm -hmm. right? We have to get creative to stay connected with our friends and family and the people that we hold dear. And and that's why I want to encourage you this week. And, and even I want to throw out this challenge is I want all of our mission family to 
check into a, 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 a to find a check-in partner, right? If you're feeling isolated, I guarantee you there's someone in your life that is probably feeling isolated too. And what if you guys partnered up together to check on each other every day, whether it's a text or a quick FaceTime chat, um, or, or, or whatever it looks like for you. It could look like a million different things. Um, but I, I would like to encourage those who are feeling isolated and, and really it would be great for anyone to have a check-in partner outside yes. of your immediate family, yes. just to check in with you through this time and someone, uh, you know, that you can connect with and talk about how you're feeling a, a trusted friend or, a, or a family member that's not immediately within your household. Or, you know, I, I, I think it's so important. Uh, Ecclesiastes four, uh, nine through 12 says this two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil for if they fail, if they, if, they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? Mm-hmm. Uh, and though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. See, guys, we need each other. Even in this time of social distancing, we can't let our relationships go. We have got to stay connected. Distance does not mean disconnect, right? And uh, so I just want to encourage you to find that partnership this week. Yeah, uh, and I I think I want to just add really quick to that, that uh, seek people that be intentional about seeking people that are potentially isolated because of their circumstance. But also if you find yourself that no one is seeking you out and you are isolated, uh, be intentional as well, because there's so much happening in the lives of people right now that it's hard to keep track of everything. So be intentional, whether you are being thoughtful of someone that is isolated or whether you yourself are isolated. Mm -hmm. The last thing we want to say is the uh, grow groups are our version of small groups as a church are a great way to check in. I just uh, got together with uh, our grow group on Thursday, uh, this last Thursday through Zoom, and it was just great to see all the faces and be able to pray for each other. Mm-hmm. It's just such an awesome way. See, church is ongoing. It's not a service. Mm-hmm. It's much more than that. And so we want to keep in creative ways connecting. Uh, But that's it. I mean, if we were to highlight what we're trying to say here is that to avoid isolation, it's to connect with God and to connect with others. Mm -hmm. So use solitude for God, connect with him meaningfully and connect with others in creative ways. Uh, Pastor Jason, would you uh, would you close us out now as we move into this next time of uh, offering and yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Jesus, I thank you, though. We need each other. I think I thank you that you knew uh, what you were doing when you created us, Lord. So in this time of distance, Father, I pray, Lord, that there would be no disconnect, Lord. I pray that isolation would cease. Any spiritual attack of the enemy in the households of the mission would cease right now in the, by the power of Jesus. I pray, Lord, 
that you would ignite a fire within us to uh, practice solitude with you, to, uh, to engage with you, Father, to deepen our relationship with you as Jesus did. Uh, Father, I pray that you lay specific names on our hearts for people who could potentially be our check-in partner through this time, uh, God. And Lord, I'm just so grateful for the grow group leaders that took it upon themselves to Zoom call uh, their grow groups. And that seems to be spreading and just it just is an awesome way uh, for us all to connect in, in that way. Father, I just thank you for that. I pray that we put these things into practice into our everyday lives as we develop new rhythms, Lord. Uh, and as we move into our time of offering, Lord, I pray, God, that you would provide. Father, we, we know that everything that we have is a gift from you, Lord. There's a lot of people out here uh, struggling financially, very concerned about where their next paycheck will come from or if it will come. Uh, I think about the business owners in our community who are uh, struggling uh, through this time. Maybe they've had to close up shop. Maybe they have had to let go personnel. Father, I, I think of the stay-at-home moms who um, are with their children, uh, the stay-at-home stay moms and dads uh, that are home with their children, uh, nonstop Lord, without a break. Um, father, I think of those who wrestle with anxiety and depression, Lord, and how isolation can just feed that Lord. I pray God that you would, uh, help us to take this time seriously, uh, and stay connected to you and stay mm -hmm. connected to others. And, uh, we will give you all the praise and glory and for all the offering we promise to send it out to the nations and to our neighborhood and to take care of those who are in need and be your hands and feet. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for this time. Amen. Amen. So I just want to say thank you for joining us on the live stream today. I want to give you a couple of pieces of information. Again, today uh, we are launching Mission Kids online content. Uh, there will be a video from Phil on their YouTube channel, and there will also be uh, some downloadable content for families to do together. We are super excited about that, and so we we want you to take place uh, to take part in that. We want your Mission Kids to feel loved and and uh, to continue in the the education that they've been receiving here yes. at the mission and and we just we love kids we truly value them here uh, also I want to let you know I'm going to be trying a new thing this week on uh, Zoom video calls uh, on Wednesday at 9 a.m. Uh, I'm going to offer coffee and prayer with the pastor which is me duh. And, uh, and so if you would like to participate in a Zoom call where we just kind of talk, check in and pray, uh, I'm opening that up to the to our community. You can DM us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, uh, or you can email at uh, the office, uh, office, I always say the office, it's office at the missionredlands.com and we'll get you the Zoom uh, call link. 
And uh, so that's Wednesday at 9 a.m. And we're working on some other things to stay connected. But for now, that's that's what I have to offer you guys. And so I hope you're doing well. I hope you have what you need. If you don't, please reach out to us and we will do everything we can possibly to uh, to help you in your time of need. But we're praying for all of you. We love you. And we just say God bless you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Amen. podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.